This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. Fiona Levy was recently selected as the Social Democrat Party candidate for the Killaloo Municipal District in the forthcoming local elections. Fiona came into studio this week and spoke with Jim Collins. I'm here today with Fiona Levy, newly selected candidate for the Social Democrats for the Killaloo Municipal District. Fiona, first of all, welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Even though you, you obviously you do your own programme here as well. Yeah. Fiona, um, I, I'll have to say, you know, I, it took caught me by surprise. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, when you told me some time ago that uh, you were going mm. to go in the race for yeah. to be a candidate in the the local elections um first of all i suppose for for listeners who don't know you yeah. tell us uh, about your you and i have a long absolutely. association absolutely we have a long association jim because i was in your first sixth class in mount shannon school way back in 1970 something yes <laughs> and uh, yeah i can I can remember that you taught me to sing Song Song Blue and taught us to do speeches. And I spoke on the Russians invading Afghanistan way back then. Yes. So, yeah, we have, we have a long got association. got you into politics. And you taught all my children as well. So, yeah. OK, tell us about yourself. So anyway. we I, I was actually born and, and brought up in Cork till till I was nine and then came to Mount Shannon National School. And my uh, dad had been asked to come and start up a cruiser company um, by his, his uncle, who had bought up uh, quite a bit of land in Williamstown at the time. He saw a good opportunity. And so we moved and uh, we had commuted for a few years from the very early 70s. Um, and then we moved lock, stock and barrel. And my brothers actually continued secondary school in Cork because it was a, a, affiliated with a boarding house, uh, which was great because they didn't have to move schools. Um, but I came and I came to Manchana National School and uh, we we had the cruiser company for oof, over 30 years down there. Uh, we employed lots of local people. Um, my dad was a great networker in the community. People still talk of Peter Levy. They still ask my my daughter, Hilary, who works in Cush, uh, are you Peter Levy's granddaughter? So we are embedded in, in the community. Um, I went back to, I followed my brother's footsteps, went back to school in Cork uh, because a lot of my previous primary school friends were in the same school. So I had the best of both worlds. Uh, and I got used to, uh, you know, seeing lots of different cultures, really, because, you know, urban, rural at the time, there's a, a wide marked difference. And then uh, I went uh, after school. I did a secretarial course. I did my leaving at 16. I was very young. And my brother said, don't go to college. You're far too young. I, I did an average leaving. I did all right. But I got the opportunity to go and au pair in, in Italy and I was 17. I ended up staying for three years, ended up with a wonderful family. Um, and I, I we're still friends to this day, actually. Uh, the, the, the girl that I au paired for asked me to come over uh, to, to her to be with her when she was having her baby. Um, so we're, we're all very close and, and I loved Italy. And when I came back to work with a great multinational in, in Dublin, I ended up uh, six years later, running the market in Italy for that company, and and I have a great close association with Italy. Loved it so. Uh, you know, broadening my horizons was always a thing for me, 
And when I moved back to uh, to Clare to help my parents with my brother Angus uh, do management buyout of the, the boats because we never owned them. They used to be called Levy's Boats, but we didn't own them. But we did a management buyout. We got investors and we turned that company around from being at the time because of poor investment to be from the poorest uh, performing in its sector to the best in, in 18 months, uh, in the best cruiser performing cruiser company on the whole of the Shannon. So that was some feat. And and look, it was a wonderful time. The Celtic Tiger was going a bomb. We were turning business away. And then five years later, I got uh, a call, an opportunity for uh, me and my small family, my husband, to go to Spain to um, help take over a yacht brokerage. So boats was always my thing with my family. You know, it's in our DNA. And uh, and and we had a, a, a great time in Spain, um, unfortunately, for, for various reasons. And I know a lot of people will relate. Um, my husband has now disappeared. You see, he's missing. And, and I don't keep that a secret, people either. I don't put it on Facebook or anywhere else, but people who know me know my story. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I, I'm quite open about it. Um, it's, you know, mental health is one of these things that, and there's a lot of people out there who will relate to that. But anyway, long story short, in 2010, I came back with four kids and four bags and that was it. Nothing, yes. not a penny in our pocket. And we hit the ground running, really. I lived with my mum for a month. My dad had just passed away. We uh, ended up in one of the old uh, rented Irish cottages down in Clonrush in Whitegate and moved house five times in two years. And now we in a, are in a, a lovely house that we've been in for the last 10. And I uh, said, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm a mum with four young kids. I have to do something. I hadn't been to college because I ended up with a great career despite not going to university. And you know what? The, the government system worked for me. Uh, I, I I went and asked questions. I knocked on doors and I found that I could go, get a college degree and get a small, you know, weekly payment to keep me going. So back to education allowance. And for single parents, it was just, it's like the, the golden key to unlocking uh, this trap of of poverty that you find yourself in through no fault of your own, probably. Um, and and so I ha- got my degree. I fast tracked to get it in three years. Uh, I then, because it was a four years honours degree, then did a master's again that was paid for. And I then uh, started up a company with, with a, another co-founder, which taught me so much. Uh, We ended up having, I ended up having to walk away from it because it just needed too much investment. But I learned so much about enterprise and innovation and, and, and the possibilities of doing things. And that's why I love doing that radio show that I I do uh, behind the business, Eastly Entrepreneurs, because I'm all about enterprise and specifically rural enterprise. Uh, It's so important that we keep rural communities going with small businesses. They don't have to be big multinationals moving in here. Just small businesses to employ one to 10 people is is great. And uh, so I ended up 
becoming involved in with the local enterprise office here in Clare, doing workshops, facilitating workshops. I went to Trinity, uh, did a postgrad in uh, innovation and enterprise development. And I'm always learning. Uh, I think that's so important. I'm finishing up a second master's now, which didn't get subsidised. I had to pay for that one, which was great. And I was so proud to do it. And probably my proudest moment, one of my proudest moments was because I was lecturing in UL. I also lecture in UCD Professional Academy, all online now because of COVID, uh, but it just continued online. One of my proudest moments was when I called the HAP office, the Housing Assistance Payments office, and said, I no longer need your services. And what I would love to do is to be able to show single parents or people who feel trapped that you can crawl out of this because I know what it's like to look under the covers or under the cushions of your sofa for, for be searching for those coins just to buy your kids some milk. Yeah. And, and we were there. But it just didn't happen, Fiona. You had to you had to make it happen yourself. Oh yeah, I it mean, it was look, your determination to get back to education. Yes, uh, you know, and to and yeah. to force yourself out of that position. Yeah, yeah. I I recently got asked through the UCD Professional Academy, but by a uh, there's a magazine called Women Means Business, and uh, it's online. It's an online magazine as well as a paper one. But um, I did an article for them recently. Uh, that they wanted me to do an article on the World Economic Forum's gender pay gap uh, or gender parity report. And uh, so I, I did that article and it, uh, it was really with a focus on how education can lift women in particular, but everybody out of poverty. I'm absolutely, absolutely convinced of it. And uh, so that that is one of my my things is, is to to, to get people back into education. I did a very average leaving. Um, I probably, I wasn't your star pupil, Jim, by <laughs> any means. Um, um, but we, you know, we, we will all find something we're passionate about that we want to write about. And yeah. uh, it's all about, you have to put in the graft. And on this programme last week, we, we were talking to Bishop Michael Burroughs. Yeah. And, and his goal you know, in, mm. in his fundraising at the moment is to empower women and a huge yes. chunk of that is is education. But tell yeah. us, how did you get into the okay the, the political uh, The political sphere? thing, yeah, because you're not the only one who's surprised. There's a lot of people who are surprised. And, and, you know, if you go onto my personal Facebook page, um, my friends and, and uh, people here will, will probably not see very much. Um, I don't post a lot of personal stuff, really. Um, but... I have been, you know, skirting around the edges of politics for way, even before I went to Spain. I've always been interested in it. You know, the only reason I didn't do politics in, when I went back to UL was because at the time, it's changed now, but at the time, the question in Shannon didn't open before or at eight. So I couldn't get in for the nine o'clock. So I couldn't choose it. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I would have. The small things. The small change. things that change, yeah. And so, I, 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 a lot of it is to do with I think Trump is a lot of the reason why I got even more interested in it. I saw the rise of the the, the far right. I saw the division that is now happening in, in the world, but specifically in the states, and and how there is this. Uh, a hatred of the other side just because they disagree with you. Um, 
I have I have spoken to some local politicians, uh, in particular to Pat Burke. He was one of the first people I gave the heads up to. In fact, I think he was the only the first person I picked up the phone to. Um, to firstly to apologise to him that I'm running. I'm not running against Pat. Uh, I'm running to give another voice. But uh, you know, he he he's in a different party. But that doesn't mean that we don't we can't work together. And so the the divisiveness that is is pervading um politics in a, in on a global scale is very worrying and we saw that this week and we in saw Dublin. that yesterday yeah. uh look you know thugs um you know, burning garda cars burning buses and lewis vehicles because of somebody stabbing some uh, uh, children uh do you really think that you are trying to keep women and children safe by burning buses in Lewis? Uh, it was, it was, it was shocking. Not surprising because there's so much, um, so much bubbling under the surface that the government is not looking at, or or is in denial. Really, has the head in the sand about that we are not addressing, um, and it's very complex. You know, it's not black and white. It's very grey. Uh, these people are feeling isolated, disenchanted, uh, disenfranchised, dis- everything. Uh, but this one opportunity to cause chaos, you know, it's yeah. it's 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 horrendous. It's awful. Actually, friends of mine who were my neighbours in Spain happened to be in Dublin for a very quick 24 hours. And they 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 had earlier in that day, they had posted beautiful pictures of Temple Bar. And what an amazing time they were having. And then last night they posted uh, a picture of them at the airport, cutting our visits short, folks. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very shocking. I suppose to get back then to the yes. Killaloo municipal <laughs> history. Right. Um, you know, what, what do you see, let's say, what vision have you? Or, okay. Or how, how would you, if, if the, how would you persuade the electorate to elect you and what would they sure. expect? Sure. Well, one of the main reasons that I uh, have decided to run is not because the current five people are doing a bad job. On the contrary, they have worked very hard. So it's it's not because of that. But but Jim, there has never been a female elected in the current geographical electorate area. We can go way back to 1999 when the last person uh, in what was the Killaloo Municipal District at the time was elected was Mary Mannion for the Progressive Democrats. But she's from Parteen and Parteen was part of that electorate area, which to me feels like Limerick, not yeah. like Clare. And and now what we understand at East, East Clare is now the Killaloo Municipal di- District going out to Quinn, uh, you know, uh, that that far, um, but not all the way to to Partine, and so if you take it as that geographical area, then we've never had a female elected ever, and there was uh, somebody from the Social Democrats that ran uh, the last run, um, but again they did they they didn't really live here they, they they weren't as as embedded in the community I would say, so but it was great that a Social Democrat did run. Um, so, so that is one of the key reasons, because as a as a single mum, with four kids, with you know nothing in my pocket at the time, I felt very. Uh, and uh, look, uh, I know some of the I know Pat Burke very well, 
But somebody else who may not know the county councillors would feel very intimidated to go to somebody, you know, who may not relate to them as much. And so for, for that reason, I think no matter whether it's me or somebody else, we absolutely need balanced uh, representation. And so having a female voice on there does bring a, a different perspective. So that is one of the, the, the main reasons really why I'm standing. Uh, also, uh, because of my my interest in in enterprise, I I aim to be a champion for rural rural enterprise, but also because of my history with tourism, I do believe we need community led planning in terms of development and, and planning for tourism in the area because we know what's coming down the road. You know, with, with the, the sale of Ho- the Holy Island to the County Council, uh, the development that are, that's planned, we've we've all seen plans for Scarif, plans for Mount Shannon and elsewhere. Uh, we, we, we do need to make sure that the community has that voice. Um, and, and so community-led planning is, is very close to my heart, as well as, look, this, we all know the housing situation. Uh, it's very easy to, to throw that in as one of them, social housing, um, because it's the buzzword. But we do need sustainable social housing and we need to make sure that it's future proof. Yes. And and so that is one thing that I'd like to be involved in. OK. Yeah. Why are you the Social Democrats? Ah. Well, uh, I, I just because they align with 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 the values that I have. Um, in terms of in, in empowerment of of people, but they're also uh, they're they're very focused on on making sure that women are empowered as well, and that they are look they have so many women on board now. We have, I think, um, approximately seventy people going for uh, county running for election f- next year across the country so far, and there's more to come on board. And uh, a, a massive percentage of those is women. And so Catherine Murphy, Roisin Shorthall, who were the founders of the party, very, very much inspired me. Uh, I think Catherine Murphy should run for president. <laughs> She's an amazing lady. And uh, I, I, they just aligned with my values. And it doesn't mean that I haven't voted for people in Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael before. Uh, you know, I, I often voted for the person, not the party. But it wasn't until they came along seven years ago that I felt now there's a party I could stick my colours to. Yeah, of course, yeah. we interviewed them here in this yes. studio yeah. uh, back before the last election. Right, yeah. But the, I suppose if you were elected, uh, it involves... Okay, it involves a lot of meetings. It involves yep. a lot of toing and froing, but I suppose the way local government has developed, it involves working very closely with the communities yep. that you talk about. You talked about the tourism planning yep. being community led, yep. um, and and you know it it seems that uh, the the work with communities rather than argy bargy across the council chamber yep. in Ennis. It's it's the work on the ground with right. communities that seems seems to be the way forward. Yeah, and and so it's all very well saying you're going to stand for election, but uh, you know you have to pr- show that you have been part of the community, and I hope I've done that. You know, I've I've been involved. I I was a member of 
I was a secretary for uh, Mount Shannon Community Council. I was on the uh, Parents Association secretary for that too. I have led the local, I was a founder member of the local scout group and have I've just handed over the reins of being group leader. For that, I was group leader for 10 years. And, uh, you know, I've, I was PRO on the Whitegate Community Council way back when. And so I, I I feel like I'm part of the community. I've, I have sung with the East Clare Choir even. Uh, and and so uh, I, I'm, it, it all starts with the grassroots. It's all about community. Uh, I teach change management in UCD. Um, and one of the things that I ram home to my students is it's not about top down led. It has to be bottom up as well. And and I I feel very strongly about that, that people have to be listened to. And yeah, it's OK. It's all very well. You know, elect me and I'll listen to you and you can make promises all you like. Um, but, you know, you can make promises, but you're not assured that everybody else will let you carry out those promises. So just like those guys in Dublin who you set the guard of vehicle and everything else on fire, uh, they are uh, you can it's it's clearly uh, it's clear that they have there are issues going on and they are uh, genuinely up, up they have issues about what's going on at the moment with immigrants etc. But they are also being led by uh, a, a group of people who also have been here during the summer. Uh, influenced by by far right um, voices, and and so and we see it online as well. There's people like Andrew Tate, uh, and and he's influencing young men, young boys uh, to 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 this level to carry out crimes like this. There is no excuse for the thuggery that went on, absolutely none. But at the same time, these these uh, guys that there are extreme social issues going on that the government needs to deal with. We need to deal with it with the boots on the ground, with the guys who have no voice as well. No excuse, no excuse, but we also can't have our heads in the sand about it. Fiona, we wish you all the best uh, in the in the election and hopefully everything Great. goes well for you. Thank you. And that you enjoy the experience as I well. will. Well, I've, I've already knocked on a few doors around and it's been lovely. I really enjoy it actually. I can see why people say the canvassing is the best part because you meet amazing, amazing people. And just before we finish, Jim, if I could just say that uh, some of the people who have spoken to me have really affected me. I, I knocked on a few doors in Clonlara recently um, and that would be like the, the out, outer edges of our electorate area. And a lady stood at the door and I said, I, I, you know, we don't always ask people, you know, do you have any issues? You kind of get the vibe whether they want to talk or not. And I just said, you know, do you have anything on your mind? Is there any issues you have? And she said she was on the verge of tears and, and said, look, uh, I, I'm a, I care for my mother. She's at home. I'm doing, you know, she's doing the government's work. And getting because her husband works, it's means tested. And so she can't go, get out. She can't go anywhere. A couple of hours just to do her shopping is all she gets. And so the people, people on the outside, you know, beautiful house. Uh, you don't yeah. know what's going on behind those closed doors. And yes. so doing that is just a great way of knowing where people stand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We look forward to talking to you again Thank closer you. to the election. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Fiona Levy, candidate in the Killaloo Municipal District for the Social Democrats. Many thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jim.
You have been listening to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarf Bay Community Radio.